Story and a song, story and a song, words and music, they belong. Story and a song, story and a song, hope that you will sing along. Kia ora, I'm Tanya Bad. And I'm Peter Forster. And we'd like to welcome you to A Story and a Song, a storytelling podcast for children from the Bat Cave. We remembered that we knew a story about um, the Pallades. Yes. I'm not sure if you know it, Batlam. I'm not sure if we've ever told you this story. No. Where does it come from? Scandinavia. From Denmark, in fact. Mm. Oh, yeah, this is a Danish story. So Rob's going to have to listen carefully so he can share it with, with Hannah later. Who is Danish? Who is Danish. But very close to where Gregor and Lena live as well. So who knows? They might have heard this story. And I'm not sure if um, Jude and Orion have heard it. And Alice, I'm pretty sure you've never heard it. But um, we're going to try and remember it. We're a bit rusty. Rusty? Have you been out in the rain? No, I mean rusty because we haven't told it for a long time. Because it's a good story to tell at this time of year. But this time of year only comes around once a year. So are you ready for listening? Oh, yeah. I'm all ears. Look at them. Poking out through my Batlam costume. That's why I've got holes so I can still hear. It's a good idea, eh? It's a very good idea. Okay, well, you sit down there and you can listen to this story about six brothers. The reason I'm quite interested in this story because guess how many brothers I've got? Six! Oh. I've only got three. We've got nine brothers between us, Pete. <laughs> That's a lot of brothers. Have you got any brothers, Alice? Oh, do you want some? <laughs> oh, Alice has heard about brothers. Yeah. Oh, Jude and Ryan have got each other, haven't you? It's, it's pretty cool having a brother. So here we are. These six brothers, they had some special skills and they had a song that went like this. Six have tricks and together can do more as a team than me or you. Our gifts combined, our threads entwined. When we work as one, we are divine. Should we try it again? This this comes up a few times, this song, so you can join in. There we go. Six have tricks and together can do more as a team than me and you. Our gifts combined, our threads entwined. When we work as one, we are divine. Now, once upon a time, there were six brothers. Now, these six brothers, they were very close. They were always doing things together and they never argued. Never. I think this might be a fairy tale. (laughs) Anyone who's got brothers knows that it's pretty unlikely that you never argue. But anyway, these six brothers never argued. And when there was work to do, well... One would chop. Chop the wood. Two would stack. Stack the wood. Three would carry. Carry the wood. Four would set. Set the fire. Five would stoke. Stoke the fire. And six would sweep the hearth clean. And when it came time to prepare some kai, some food, which you can imagine if you had six boys, you're probably always making food for them. Your mum was always making food for four, wasn't she? She She always was making food for four. Well, when it came time to make food, down to the garden would go one and 
One would dig, dig the spuds. Two would wash, wash and chop. Three would fill, fill the pot. Four would watch, watch and stir. Five would set, set the table. And six would wash, wash the, the dishes clean. Pretty good, aren't they? They were pretty cooperative, because yeah. it's, it's pretty good when you cooperate. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the leaders in the world could take a lesson from these six brothers, couldn't they? Yeah, maybe they didn't have brothers growing up. Well, one day, news reached their 12 ears, because they had two apiece, that the king and queen's daughter, which made her a princess, had been stolen away by a terrible giant. <laughs> the kind of giant who had a big, fat, snotty nose. Hairy ears, blubbery mouth. Just the kind of giant you wouldn't want to meet in a laneway on a dark night. And the king and queen, oh, they had offered a reward for anyone who could help bring their daughter home safely again. And when the six brothers heard this news, they turned to each other and said, Six have tricks and together can do more as a team than me and you. Our gifts combined, our threads entwine. When we work as one, we are divine. But we'll have to prepare ourselves, they said. We'll each have to learn a special skill. I wonder what kind of skills you need in order to rescue people. Well, for one whole year and a day, those six brothers, they honed their skills. One learned to build ships of steel. Two honed his skills to see and hear. Three learned to climb highest peaks. Four learned the art of weather magic. Five took the bow twin. And six learned to crochet and thieve. That was the funny combo, eh? And then they set off in a boat built of steel oh, with their eyes and their ears peeled with their bow and their arrow tucked under their arm with woolly hats knitted by their brother number six good to have woolly hats and over an icy ocean they sailed until at last the brother who was very good at seeing and listening he pointed and he said glass ahoy out across the water and there rising up out of the water was an enormous glass mountain and again the brother who was very good at hearing and listening he could he could see a very long way he said oh, I can see the princess she is held captive in a castle by the giant but he is fast asleep I can hear him snoring and oh, I can hear her teeth chattering. She must be very cold, said brother number six. I'll knit her a scarf and I'll steal her away while I'm at it. <laughs> I'll carry you up the glass of mountain, said the brother number three, who was very good at climbing steep things. And so they hopped on the dinghy, they rowed ashore. Brother number six climbed on the back of brother number three and up the great glass mountain they climbed brother number six with his knitting needles tucked under his arm and when he reached the top 
Brother number three farewelled him and on he continued on his own across that glass mountain until he came to a huge gloomy looking castle. And indeed, it was very cold. I guess it must get pretty cold in Denmark. It's pretty cold down in the South Island at the moment. And he went over and he peered in through the window and sure enough, just as his brother number two had described, the one who was very good at listening and seeing a long way, there lay the giant sleeping. And his head was resting in the princess's lap. And the princess, sure enough, her teeth were chattering with the cold. And so brother number six, he whipped out his knitting needles and a, a ball of silver yarn and... Faster than you can say, whippity snippet, he had knitted the most beautiful silver scarf. And holding it, he went over and he tap, tap, tap on the window. And the princess, she looked up towards the window. And when she saw the brother standing there pointing at the silver scarf, her eyes grew wide and incredulous, and he put his finger to his lips and said, And then he opened the window very quietly, and he climbed inside. Lucky he was a master thief, he was very sneaky. And he went over to where the princess sat, and he took the silver scarf and he wrapped it around her neck, and oh! teeth stopped chattering and then he put his hands underneath the giant's head and he lifted the giant's head very carefully and the princess was able to slip out from underneath and he lowered the giant's head very carefully and then the two of them they crept back over to the window and they climbed out and they were nearly home and lucky when all of a sudden the princess's foot caught on the window. Crash! Oh! And the giant, he opened his eyes. He said, fee, fi, fo, fum, where's the princess gone? Where had the princess gone? And where had brother number six gone? I'm telling you, they had gone. They were running really fast back across the glass mountain. Must be pretty hard to run on mountains of glass. Yeah. It could be slippery. I hope they're not sharp. And they ran all the way to where brother number three was waiting for them. And they jumped on his back and wow! All three of them slid down the mountain. They jumped in their little dinghy. They rode out of the boat. They were shouting, pull up the anchor, pull up the anchor! And the giant was behind them, ah, sliding down the mountain. And they're pulling up the anchor and hoisting the sails. But the giant was getting closer. And brother, number four, who was very good at the art of weather magic, he called up a great fog, a great mist that descended and wrapped itself around the boat so it was hidden. So they were able to get the sails up and they began to move out away from the glass mountain. Whew. Do you think they're going to be safe? When all of a sudden a great big hand appeared from out of the fog. It was the giant's hand. And 
there was snatching and grabbing and the princess said, oh, we're all going to die unless there's a master marksman on board because the giant can only be killed if you hit his left ear where there is a tiny little freckle. Oi. Do you think anyone could do that? <laughs> Well, brother number five, he leapt on deck with his bow and his arrow. He pulled back the bow. He sent the arrow flying. <gasps> it hit the giant on his left ear on that tiny little freckle. And the giant... <sighs> Splash! Fell back down into the icy ocean and was never seen again. Yay! Oh, goodness me, Batlam, you terrified me. Oh, boy, that was scary. I was really glad they got away. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and now they sang as they sailed. Do you remember the song? Yeah, I'll be listening. I'm really good at listening. Six half-tricks and together can do more as a team than me and you. Our gifts combine, our threads entwine. When we work as one, we are divine. And they sailed all the way back over the ocean, back to their home country. And they returned the princess safely back to her mother and father, who you can imagine were very pleased to see her. Was there lots of hugging and kissing? Yeah, there was lots yeah. of hugging and kissing because everyone was glad to see each other. And then the queen said, oh, we are so grateful to have our daughter back again safely. You can have whatever you want as your reward. Anything. Yeah, anything. What, what would you choose? I think I choose, um, um, oh, I know, a big field of grass. Yeah, that's a pretty good choice. That's for right. That's a pretty good okay. choice for a lamb. Yeah. What about you? A Pete? plate of biscuits. <laughs> oh, biscuits. Oh, Pete, why did you mention the biscuits? I love biscuits. Maybe I want to change my, my, my reward. Okay, right. <laughs> well, what do you think the brothers are going to wish for? Gold? Who wants that stuff? It doesn't even taste good. All right. Uh, oh, maybe they want to become princes. Nah. Prince, prince, mince, mince, mince. Okay, they don't want princes. The thing was that all six brothers wanted the same thing because all six brothers had fallen hopelessly in love with me. No, not with you. <laughs> the princess. The princess? Really? Yeah, they'd all fallen in love with the princess. And, and, and they all wanted to be her husband. Oh, I don't want to marry anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, you're just a little lamb. That might change one day when you grow up. And for the very first time in their life, they started to argue about which one of them was most deserving. The first brother said, I built the ship. Ships of steel. I saw and heard. I climbed the mountain. More like a hill. I made the fog. That was just weather. I killed the giant. That was a lucky shot. Well, I knitted the princess a sparkling scarf. Yeah, he did. I bet she liked the scarf. I suppose he did, yeah. That was all right. Hmm. Well, the six brothers not being able to 
decide between them, turned to the princess to ask her which one was most deserving, but guess what? What? She disappeared. Oh, no. Maybe she doesn't want to get married to them. Yeah, maybe she's like me. Oh, it could be true. Maybe she doesn't want to get married. <gasps> and everyone was like, what happened to the princess? And they were all looking everywhere. I mean, she's only just got home and everything. When the brother, who was very good at seeing a long way, looked up to the sky, by now it was dark. And he said, hey, look. Oh, look, it's a star. Yeah, she's up there. Uh, she looks like a star. She's got your sparkling silver scarf on. And sure enough, the princess had disappeared up into the sky. That was clever. Yeah. And you know what the six brothers did? They went home and had a sleep. <laughs> no. They were in love with the princess. They leapt up into the sky and they joined her. Wow. You didn't mention they were really good at jumping as well. They were, they were very good at jumping and they leapt up into the sky and you can see them up there to this very day. The princess and the six brothers. Because that's what the Pleiades or Subaru or Matariki is. Because some iwi, they just have the seven stars. Some have nine. Huh. Really, you know, stars aren't for counting. They're for making us go, wow. Wow. But you know what? If you listen very quietly on a cold winter's night, you might hear those stars singing. And their song goes like this. Six have tricks and together can do more as a team than me and you. Our gifts combine, our threads entwine. When we work as one, we are divine. I like that. Yeah, when we work together, we, we, we can be really good, eh? Yeah, we can. So that is a story from Denmark, all about that very same cluster of stars. Excuse me, there's no mountains in Denmark. Yeah, but this was a mountain of glass in the middle of the ocean. Okay. Yeah, so it was a surprise one. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to be part of our podcasts, you can join the Batcave or support us by purchasing books and audios from our website, www.imagined-worlds.net